Listener Production. Hello and welcome to That's Enough Already with me, Ursula Carlson. And this week we have Ed Cavalier. He's a radio host and co-star of Have You Been Paying Attention? You know, he's a big tall guy up at the back. Now you can catch Ed in the mornings on Today FM with using Erin Molan and with me on Have You Been Paying Attention in Australia. What we talk about is porn stars, as in P-A-W-N, I didn't even know they had that in South Africa. And I discovered that Ed has a much better accent than I do. Is this possible? Have a listen. Enjoy. That's quite enough. Just Just shut your mouth. I don't give a stuff. Please. Yes, I can hear. But I don't care. That's enough already. Shut up. I wanted to start with a question for you, yes, if I could. Go, I'm ready. So I was thinking about you on the weekend because. As you normally do. No, well, before, as I said, it was yeah. the weekend. So, what is the chronology of the countries you've lived in? So, I was born in Johannesburg yep. in the Queen Victoria Hospital, the biggest baby ever born to date. <laughs> to date. <laughs> I mean, the hospital closed down the year after I was born. Like, it's got, it, that part had nothing to do with me, but I, because it was a Catholic, like, it was run by nuns. Hey. And I think I was so massive that when I came out, the nuns looked at each other and went, fuck this shit. We cannot do this again. This is unholy. And they closed the hospital down. The but the child. hospital's still standing, it's just empty. Okay, so I lived in Johannesburg up until the age of 23. Then I okay. moved to the States and I lived in wow. Texas. What yeah. took you to Texas? I studied and I worked as a nanny and, you know, just normal OE shit. At San Antonio College, I uh, started English Second Language and my tutor at the time was like, because there was about 20 of us and it's like a big cross, you know, of like Russian mm. people, Polish mm. people, Mexicans. And she's like, your English is great. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> I still need the paperwork though. And then her elderly mum got sick and she had to take time off. And she goes, could you run the class? That's I'm like, yeah. Fantastic. So for, for about three months, I ran this English <laughs> second language class. And even here in New Zealand, when I got, before I got um, residence, I had to prove that I could speak English. And I, the only way they would take me, my word that I could speak English, was with an English second language certificate. And I'm like, but I've already done this shit. And they go, you got to do one at Auckland University. So I had to go do it again. But the tutor here was from South America and could hardly speak English. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm in this class with everyone else that could speak really good English and our tutors struggling to fucking tell us what to do. We're all like, so what what was that? What was that? Oh, you fucked a few tenses there. Yeah, Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. But then, so I lived in the States, uh, not for very long, just shy of two years, and then I had a, a stopover in London Mm. And I decided to extend that stopover. And when I walked out, two of my friends who were also in the States, but one in Washington, one in New York, they had also extended their flights. And then there was a limo driver sitting behind us and we were talking in Afrikaans and he goes, you you girls, South African? And we go, yeah. And he goes, well, I, I just dropped these South African boys, they're cricket players, and I took them to Cardiff in Wales. He goes, I'll give you their number because he said, we don't know what to do. So we rang them right. and they go, well, yeah, you can come crash crash with us to Get figure lost. out what you want to do. Who was it? Who, they, who, were, who were they? Oh, it's just they were just playing county cricket, oh, just damn it. three. Oh, I was dreaming the other day. It was Sean Pollock and John T. Rhodes. Yeah, and- no, oh, I, I wish, I wish. <laughs> we went in that night. They took us out to a pub. We met these amazing people and I met a guy there called Nathan and I – 
he had a second-hand car dealership in Panath, and I worked at his second-hand car dealership. What was your job? Just selling second-hand cars. What was your pitch? If I walk in, let's say I walked in and I'm looking at a Vauxhall Vectra, what yeah. would you say to me? Let's just, here I am, I've wandered in. Yeah, um, I probably shouldn't buy that. Because really? we're in the middle of a petrol shortage. So, <laughs> oh my God, you're um, right. And, and it's empty. Yeah. So, uh, and I'm working here legally, so I probably can't process it. Uh, oh, and okay. I'm Can I to say your English is perfect, is wonderful, madam. Where are you from? Well, uh, I don't even have second language yet. So, thank <laughs> you so incredible. much. And then I moved back to South Africa when I was like 25, 26, stayed there till I was 31. Then I moved to New Zealand. And the comedy had kicked in. In, in New Zealand. In New Zealand. When I was 32. Oh, tell me, what a, what a thing to think you had inside you that you didn't – what made you not start earlier? Well, I didn't even know it was a thing. My friend Leon, because the par- our parking garage was across the road, so when people would walk in, I had the sound system for the office oh. here, right next to me. Yeah. So I would play walk-in songs. <laughs> so people would wait at the window to see who was coming That's and great. what I would play for them, and then I'd give commentary as I would walk in. <laughs> but all positive stuff, you know, so people are amped up by the time they walk That's coming great. to work. It's like it's almost like a boxing or a you know cage yeah, fighting thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go here comes Roy. Roy chose the leather pants today, you know, and just all this. <laughs> um, and it was just so much fun. And people used to start getting dressed up so I could take the piss oh. out of them, or so I could amp up, amp it up That's a funny. bit. And then he was like, "You should go do comedy." And and he's the one that booked it in. He's the one that did oh. the whole. So the question is the other. I was thinking about mm. you the other day because I saw you spend a lot of time thinking about me, Ed. <laughs> Well, Do we need to talk to Tiff about this? <laughs> so I said the, the, the South Africa to New Zealand uh, and yeah. back and forth sort of, you know, migration route and then Australia. Yeah. Look, as a Commonwealth-based practice, it's yeah. solid, right? Yeah. But also because you do, you know, very popular comedian all, in all of these places, the sensibility of New Zealand and South Africa feels like it couldn't be more different if it tried, yeah. I've, I've become obsessed with um, South African, uh, the the show that where they go and they try and sell stuff at the um, secondhand shop. You know, they've got porn stars, P-A-W-N. So there's the Las yeah. Vegas one, the American yeah. one. Have you seen the South African one? No, I have not. Oh. But now I'm going to look it What's up. What's great about it, Urge, is how hardcore the people behind the desk are at the porn star thing. So I saw a bloke yeah. rock up the other day and they go, and he goes, oh, how's it? Tell you, how's it? What have you got here? And he's got a Royal Enfield. Good accent. <laughs> <laughs> You're the new guy for Blood Diamond. If there's shit to follow up, it's you. So this bloke rocks up and he goes, how's it, how's it? Right, what have you got here? He goes, oh, it's a Royal Enfield. It was uh, obviously uh, manufactured uh, in England. It's not one of the new ones where they, uh, they make them overseas. And then they both have a chuckle, right? And he goes, yeah. right, what do you want for it? What are you trying to get out of it? And he goes, oh, I was thinking about getting uh, 20,000 rand or about that, right? Yeah. And the bloke behind the counter goes, nah, 2,000, <laughs> right? And that's their, <laughs> that's their starting point. And yeah. But they're not arguing. They're just being direct. I'm direct and I'm direct and yeah. I'm direct and I'm direct. And then they didn't yeah. come to a deal, but they weren't angry at each other. Uh, no. They just kept moving. No. And it just, yeah. I wanted to ask you, that felt like a very South African interaction. They don't feel the need for over-politeness. I find this a lot with Kiwis and Australians. If I say something, then, and I mean it. Right. My grandmother used to say, like, um, South Africans call a spade a spade, whereas I call a spade a fucking shovel, <laughs> you know? Like, so I'm even more direct than more normal. But then I'll say something. Kiwis and Aussies will go, so do you mean, and they try and figure yeah, out I what that. I mean, yes. which I don't understand. I'm like, no, I 
I said what I mean. Yeah. Like you don't need to go dig for the explanation. I gave it to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why you can't do Horn Stars and that type of show in New Zealand. Yeah. It's a mixture of competence and politeness. Yeah. And friendliness where you can't do it. Yeah. Because in New Zealand, someone would rock up and go, hey, bro, what have you got there? It's a helicopter. I built it myself. Yeah. And then he'd say, what do you want for it? And the first guy would say, oh, nothing. You can have it. End of program. Yeah. They don't have yeah. that. They, they, no, but they also <laughs> everyone everyone knows everyone. So, A, we wouldn't be able to have like um, Antiques Roadshow because New Zealand's too young. There's nothing old enough. <laughs> That's great. Number two, um, if we have porn stars like that, you go, I built that myself. Mm. Yourself. Oh, I heard from Gary <laughs> that he helped you with the that machine. And, you know, Gary's it. a pothead, you know, because we all know each other. So it's like, you fucking didn't, bro. <laughs> oh, that's even better. You fucking didn't, bro, is a great yeah. idea for a show. <laughs> you see yeah. No, you fucking didn't. No, you that's fuck- <laughs> <laughs> now, that is, now that is something I'm willing to watch. <laughs> I always ask my friend, you know, like I'll, I'll put out a call on the WhatsApp group and I go, tell me what you want to know from the person that I'm with. Oh, and right. two people have asked, ask him about the bracelet that he wears on Have You Been Paying Attention? Oh. You've got, and it's, they say, I haven't even noticed oh, it. They said it, it looks like a kid. Yes. So it's that. So it's my son's name, Arnold. Yeah. Right. In, oh. a, in, a, in a kid's bracelet. Yeah. Uh, in a sort of just elasticated with little plastic beads. And it was yeah. so because my wife got it for me uh, when Arnie was three, because he sort of yeah. cottoned on to the fact that daddy was on the screen, but not really knowing why. Yeah. And um, so I wear it so that when he, if he sees a promo or something like that or sees a photograph, he goes, uh, oh, that's me. And it also encourages him to learn the letters of his name. Yeah. It's a good hat. That's great. Because they want to know they're self-obsessed. So he'll grab my yeah. wrist and he'll play with it so he can read out his own name. So I need a yeah. second one from my daughter, Vader, which I'll put on, yeah. uh, on that wrist as well. But Ursh, I wear zero medallions and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. I can't. I don't know what it is. I just, I don't, I don't know. I'm not into it. Yeah, I'm not big into it, which absolutely shits every makeup department because they always want to go, where's your, where's your earrings? I'm like, I don't, I don't have them. I don't, I don't do it. Yeah, no. I'm not big on any no. of that stuff. Let me quickly ask you, because you're married to Tiff and she's yeah. a um, fitness guru. Yeah, TXO life, everyone get involved. Yeah. Yeah, so so my thing is, like, mm-hmm. you are living my absolute fucking nightmare. My biggest fear <laughs> is that I meet someone <laughs> who's into fitness who you can't, like, normal people in a normal relationship because you're fit as fuck. Like, like, you're, like, even just hugging you is like, Jesus, this guy's like the Hulk. So I now my thing is in a normal relationship, it is so important when your partner says to you, let's go get some dirty Maccas or KFC, and the other one's like, oh, fuck yeah, let's go. Whereas with you two, I don't imagine those words would sully your mouth ever. So how do you, like, a spoil for you would be a Coke Zero. Oh, you know, no, I, we had, you know, the fun size dream, you know, the white chocolate, and it's in yeah. fun size, there's two yeah. individual squares. Yeah. Sometimes I'll bring one home from work and I'll go, Tiff, I got a fun size dream, and we'll have one square each, right? I just want to close the laptop quietly and end this podcast. <laughs> No, no, so here's the thing. She, yeah. I drive her crazy too. So I don't drink, I don't do anything yeah. else, and I don't yeah. eat poorly because yeah. I had, I'm a, once the doors open, it's, yeah. it's floodgates. Oh. So I'm an all or nothing type. You know, a lot of comedians are like yeah. this, but I'm an all, yeah. all or nothing type of 
character, right? But yeah, my wife, yeah. Tiff, she's not like that. She's she. I drive her crazy as well. So yeah. I'll I, this drives her insane. So I'll buy a Milky Bar, the white chocolate yeah. Milky Bar, right? I yeah. love that. I yeah. can have that urge in my drawer or in the fridge for about two and a half months. I've had chocolate bars yeah. go off because I'll eat wow. one square yeah. and then just put it away and then not touch wow. it again for three weeks. Yeah. And wow. every now and again, I'll just, she'll go, that's it. And she'll just go to the drawer, get the Milky Bar and share it around with my son and just eat the lot. Yeah. And then she'll be like, yeah. just eat the, do, what do you, why? Why do you do this yeah. to yourself? So she yeah. is like everyone else. She is as, yeah. as annoyed with me as you are. And it's absolutely <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I feel like I should stick up for you because on have you been paying attention? Because I'm you in New Zealand on have you been paying attention and you're you on in Australia. When you get five comedians together, yes. we can literally go for months yeah. on the same. Like if if you don't have someone to close the door, we'll just go, all right, so we're just going because we love talking, we love uh, cracking each other up, uh, and we will just fucking keep cracking jokes. Yes. At some point, someone needs to go, that's enough. We have mm. families to raise and push the buzzer and give the correct answer. And it's also so that we can, it's, a, it's designed to have a generosity. It's so that we can yeah. keep it in. Because yeah. if we go, if on a quiz show, if we go till the end of time, then yeah. it, it makes a nightmare for the guys trying to keep it all together. So I'll go, right, the answer is this, so we can all move yeah. on with our lives. Yeah. Because you do radio, you listen to the news 20 times in a morning, right. so you know this That's shit, right. whereas the rest of us are still sleeping till 11 <laughs> and smart. we miss most of the <laughs> so, news. So, and unless smart. there's a plane that goes down, <laughs> we're not going to know. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and even though the show says, have you been paying attention, you know what, Newsflash, we fucking haven't. No, that's very- we have not. And also, just as a side note, before I ask you what shits you, I um because you used to do Thank God You're Here, and yes. that played in New Zealand just as I moved over. So I got ah. to know you and Cal and the likes of those yes. people who were on the show with you. Well, I spoke to Tom and I said oh, to yeah. him, Tom Gleisner, and I said, they need to bring that show back because I go, bring that show back. I want to be on that show yeah. with Ed and with Cal. Um, yeah. And, right. yeah, and he's like, all right, they're going to look into it. I don't think they will, but I'm going to bring <laughs> it up every time. <laughs> People always ask me about that, you know, have you been paying attention and, and thank God you're here and how people sort of emerge uh, on that show. And the answer is that uh, Tom, uh, Rob, Santo, Hirsch, Deb, uh, Suze, they go to shows. They go to yeah. every show. Every show. Being, every show. They're at every show. I was at a show at the mm, Sydney or Melbourne, I can't remember. I think it was a Melbourne festival one year. Yeah. Uh, when Thank God You're Here was on and there were six people in the audience and one was me and one was Tom Gleisner. Because yeah. he was just there just to check someone yeah. out. Didn't know anything about it. Just was there to check people out. So that is that, you know, that's what they do. They go and they look yeah. and they try and find folks and then give them opportunities. And you know what? And this is what I've said to so many people. I go, I don't necessarily think I'm always the best person for the job or that I should have that job over someone else. But I am always sober at my gigs. You've also got the uh, Johannesburg um, payment options as well. I've seen you bribing Tom Gleisner with Rand most nights. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he insists on it though. Like I, sometimes he asks for coins, which I find weird, but, you know. Oh, he's got a uh, lot of vending machines, uh, very questionable vending <laughs> machines. 
imported this from Japan. This is China hustle. Not a lot of people know about it. If you if you've ever used the vending machine on a train station, Tommy Gleisner. Gets if you cut. have bought a packet of tubes or an emergency <laughs> phone charger, Tommy Gleisner yeah. got a cut of that. That is yep. his go. That's his thing. <laughs> and giant, he always rattles. A giant can of mother at a train station. Tom Gleisner got fourteen cents. He's big in the mother scene, <laughs> isn't he? Though. The mother magnate that is Tom Gleisner. Yeah, yeah. He started, he designed that logo. He always wears the hat. Tom in the gear. That's why it's making me laugh. The idea of Tom in the polo shirt and the flat cap (laughs) slightly to the side. (laughs) That's how he plays golf. That's great. Let me ask you, um, Ed, what shits you to absolute death about other people? Uh, Dogs. Uh, short answer dogs, long answer dogs. I'm not a dog person and I oh. cannot stand the idea that it is a judgment that is allowed to be made about people because there's one animal in the, in the world of animals that they don't like. I don't like dogs. The second I say it and the second yeah. that they go, yeah, you're heartless. You're this, yeah. you're that. And I go, no, they shit everywhere. They smell. Yeah. I don't need their company. They, they, you are only ever one mild mistake away from having your face gnawed. And that's why dogs yeah. are getting smaller urges. So pugs are meant to have long snouts. That's why they sniff. Spaniels yeah. have those rounded craniums because they've smooshed their noses back. They get terrible headaches. So yeah. humans wow. are making the lives of dogs worse and worse and worse and worse and worse for their yeah. own purposes so that they can then turn around and say, oh, I just, you know, I just, I'm, a, I'm a dog lover. Well, you're not a dog lover. Yeah. You've got a spaniel? Yeah, well, it's got constant headaches. You should put it down. How dare you? Yeah. All the dogs in pain. Yeah. See, I approach dogs like other people's kids. I only like mine. Thank you. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't. Why because do I, I to totally like get it. Like when people go, we have this dog, and I'm like, ew, it <laughs> it dribbles, it it pisses, it licks its own dick while you're yes. eating dinner. But I'm allowed urge out of the brackets of what's acceptable for people who people may know every now and again, yeah. if a dog licks me at a cafe, I'm allowed yeah. to go yuck loudly and look at the yeah. owner. I'm allowed yeah. to do that. Why the fuck is your dog in a cafe? <laughs> oh, can we stay at this hotel? It's dog friendly. No, unless it's a guide dog. I don't want your fucking dog. When there. did hotels become dog friendly? Mm, it's gross. What the fuck? I was at a hotel the other day. I had to do a corporate gig. There was a dog yeah. barking. It's a hotel. I'm like, yeah. yeah, I paid a beer. Yeah, leave all that shit at home. Thank you, your parrot. You can't rock yeah. up and go, they go, what's that on your shoulder? So, oh, that's my macaw. He sings at yeah. dawn. No. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yes. what about you shits you to death? Uh, my, I would, I reckon my... Your hatred of dogs. <laughs> no, probably rigidity. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I, yeah. That, that about me, that about me annoys me. So the same thing that makes me able to get up, do things, never stop and yeah. plow on regardless all day, every day is also the rigidity that every comedian and is in that moment all, almost all the time. What am I going to be? Yeah. Am I going to be the crazy, loose, lunatic who lives by the seat of their pants? Or is yeah. comedy going to become your life, but you're also a functioning member of society at the same time? Yeah. And I often envy those people who have just, who've chosen the path of lunacy. Yeah. How many times have you heard this? Because I hear this at least twice a week, I reckon. You have to take a holiday. You're going oh, to suffer yeah. from burnout. Oh, yeah, all the time. 
yeah. here all the time. And I'm like, but I will lose my fucking mind if I, uh, going for two weeks, people go, uh, I've booked myself in for two weeks in Bali where I'm just going to sit in the sunshine and I already I start stressing. I, I think about all the shit I could do in that two weeks, like even just mowing the lawn. Like while we were talking, it started raining in Auckland uh. and I'm like, I was going to do the trim the hedges and mow the lawns today. And even that, like my brother goes, you should get like a garden service yeah, for that. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want that. I want to <laughs> do it myself. <laughs> so, yeah, you'd be the same. You'd be oh, a yeah. fuck. I mean, you'd be Chris Barnard. No, I hate that. My wife will go, yeah, we're going to, I mean, when, when, before we had kids, my wife yeah. would go, yeah, we're going to Bali for three weeks. And honestly, in my head, I'd be like, can I write a movie in that time? Because yeah. or can I? Can I? What can she? What 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 are the moments where I'll be able to? What can I get away and, with? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I? Can I record a podcast and that? Yeah. yeah. I hear. Oh, there we go. That's a similar yeah. a similar ilk. Do you play golf? No, Ersh. I purposely don't play golf because I know perfectly well what will happen. That will be it. Yeah. That will be all will I be do till dog. the end of time. Yeah. Because whenever I see you and Rob Sitch talking. I actually, something I meant to bring up actually, whenever I see you and Rob yeah. talking or you and Tom or even you and Sam, yeah. if I'm standing three feet away and I can't hear what you're saying, always within about a minute and a half, either one of you will do a golf swing in the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of That's Enough Already, hosted by me, Ursula Carlson, and produced by Natalie Turner. Supervising producer was Nick McClure and special thanks to Ella Leaf and Big Sutherland. Couldn't do it without you gals. If you like this podcast, remember to subscribe, share it with all of your friends, tell your mum, tell your sister, don't tell that annoying brother of yours, you know, but definitely share it with a friend.